Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real uh, 2. <laughs> My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Is Matthew... <laughs> On a jet ski with Loki and Bobius. That's a very musical name. Yeah, it is. It's 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 soothing. <laughs> and makes me feel like going on a jet ski. Well, that's the whole point. So you're supposed to feel, you know, jet ski kind of rocks, you know, it's, it's comfort, but it kind of rocks at the same time. So it's kind of like a... So, a jet ski is neither a jet or a ski. No. <clears throat> Discuss. No, I'm joking. Um, so, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, um, on today's episode, we are covering episode two of the Disney Plus Marvel series Loki, entitled The Variant. Ooh. Directed by Kate Hernan. 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 I I still can't pronounce her name, and I just heard it the other day, and I totally knew I was going (laughs) to fuck it up. (laughs) Uh, Written by um, Elisa Karasik. Karasik? Karasik? Man, I suck at names, man. I really do. I really suck at names. Mahat, Mahat, Matt. There's no H in my name. Wait. Yeah. Matt. Matthew. Matt. Matt. Matthew. Matt. 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 Who? Matt. Who? Matt. Who? Matt. Who? Interesting. If you if you actually pronounce it that way when you go M A T and then you you break it off to T H E W, you say Matt to Hugh. Instead of Matthew with a th, Matthew Hugh, it actually sounds closer to its Ar- not Arabic guy uh, Hebrew, because yeah. technically Matthew is a Hebrew name, which is Matehu. Yeah. So if you actually go Matthew instead of Matthew, y- y- you're getting closer and closer to the, um, you know, like for example, you know that 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 um, reggae-ish artist Matt Matisyahu yeah. That's that's pretty much how my name would be spelled if it was. Hebrew into English, um, you know, um, using the, the English or Latin alphabet or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so technically, that could be my name. I mean, it's not, but it could be my name. Your name could like also, a, your name could also be Loki. It could be. I mean, last week I said it was Loki, so mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so, this episode. <clears throat> yep. Was awesome. What was your reaction to it? Oh yeah, I thought it was great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, totally cool. Um, yeah, I mean that's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean that it was, was just good. I mean it was really good. Uh, that was deep. <clears throat> that was deep. It they really didn't waste any time. I mean, like with uh, Wandavision and and Falcon Winter Soldier, at least took a few episodes to sort of get going. This <laughs> this second episode just you know. Which is funny because a couple people I've talked to think this show is too slow. What? I think I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is probably the slowest one we've had so far. Yeah. Personally. Because uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it really didn't get into, like, what, the third or fourth episode before um, things really started... Uh, Picking up. You know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I, uh... So... Okay, here's the here's the breakdown of the episode, Matt. You ready for this? Yeah. Ready for me to start? <clears throat> yes. Okay. <clears throat> I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Loki joins um a joins a time variance authority mission to the site of an attack by a fugitive variant of him. Um we 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 first, because we open up basically into this uh, into this uh, scene where we think it's like maybe the Middle Ages or something, mm-hmm. but it turns out it's 1985 and it's um, in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, <laughs> um, at a at a Renaissance fair. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Renaissance fair? Just curious. <coughs> You know, uh, I don't know. I think maybe once. I don't remember. I think it was like, I don't know. I, I know our, our friend Shamsy used to go to those. Did we ever go one with go to one with her? Like, in I, I know I did. I just couldn't remember if you were there. I don't know if I was. You know what? I don't think I was part of that friend circle at that point yet. So I don't think yeah. so. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I, I've been to a few of them. They're actually pretty fun. Um yeah, I mean, they, they look pretty fun. Yeah, hopefully they, they have some more coming up, you know, now that the COVID thing is kind of, you know, winding down. They're they're fun to go to. Yeah. You, know, you can get a big turkey leg and eat it and stuff, you know. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I've I'm, I'm been, like, super hungry today for some reason. Like, like as soon as we get done, I'm, I'm literally thinking I'm going to go to rallies and get a burger. Like, I'm, like, yeah. starving. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm probably gonna make myself some uh, some ravioli and some breadsticks, Ooh. and mm, mm. sounds good to me. Mm, so, um, yeah, <clears throat> thought about getting pizza, but this sounds better and it's cheaper and it's <laughs> in my apartment. Um, so um, the uh, <laughs> the um, anyways, so so they're at this Renaissance festival uh, or fair or whatever you want to call it, and um, they uh. In Oshkosh, Wisconsin, which I don't know what the significance of any of this is, but there's got to be a reason for it, you know. And I do think that, see, see, I, I'm seeing a little interesting thing here where they trick us at first to make us think that we're back into the Renaissance, and then it's all just a, a play, basically. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that could be some metaphors for things that are coming in the future of the show. Uh-huh. So that's just some theories I got going on here in my little noggin. And, uh... So... We've got, uh... The, the variant... W- variant... The variant has kidnapped... Um... At this, uh... At, in, in Oshkosh has kidnapped the TVA hunter C-20 um, right before Loki and uh, everybody in Mobius show up to uh, look at the situation and the rest of the mm-hmm. timekeepers or whatever you want to call them. Um, the uh, So Loki ends up derailing the mission by stalling and attempting, and attempting to bargain his way into a meeting with the timekeepers. Right. Yeah. <coughs> that who who had created the uh TVA and supposedly the sacred timeline. Um basically Judge uh Ravana Renslayer, who we met in the first episode, who uh sentenced him and then um was talked out of it by Mobius, M Mobius. Um <laughs> Objects to his involvement, but uh, but Mobius convinces her to uh, give Loki another chance. <clears throat> yeah, they seem like old friends. So yeah, there's uh, uh there's um interesting uh, scene. Like, what else happens here, Matt? Like, you know, I know there's like a scene with uh with Renslayer and uh, Mobius. <laughs> Um, well, you know, like I said, they seem like they're old friends, like they used to work together, but she got promoted and he's kind of stayed, you know, where he, you know, was or whatever. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, they kind of had this banter together, like they maybe liked each other, had a thing for each other, perhaps, or just friendly with each other. But, um, he, uh, he, he's meeting in her office and he's talking about how, like, you know, she's got all these souvenirs from different time periods, but he doesn't get to keep anything from, you know, his missions or whatever. And like, he, he like takes a, she gives him like a, like an alcoholic drink. Well, this, that's what it seems like, you know, yeah. um, and, uh, he puts it down on the table without a coaster and she like reminds him like, Hey, use a coaster. And he's like, well, it's, you know, there's all, a whole bunch of other rings here. And she's like, yeah, they're all from you. Like, you know, yeah. so it's like, Christine, like either he doesn't remember or maybe he's just I see I heard some theories from that but like I don't know if I got that I, I think I got that he's just kind of like a like a sort of like loose cannon of the like he's like the wild yeah. card of the time you know what I mean like that's what yeah. I got from him like he's the the rebel of the organization type of thing you know like so clumsy and disorganized that kind of you know yeah kind of <clears throat> which is maybe why he yeah, kind of like uh, Mel Gibson's character in Lethal Weapon, kind of like the loose cannon cop guy. You know what I mean? In a way, exactly. Yeah. And that, maybe that's why he takes an interest in Loki's because maybe yeah. secretly he kind of likes that whole chaotic energy. You know. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, we find out that there's like statues of the Timekeepers in her office, actually. Um, which is interesting. Her office, um, her office was pretty sweet, I think. Oh yeah, um, I would, we, I would freaking live there. Um, yeah, I know. 
mean, that's that's her office. That's not even her home. You know, I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I love the whole aesthetic of the of the TVA in general. I mean, the whole like kind of nineteen seventies, late sixties kind of vibe to it. It's kind of cool. I always liked the way things looked back then. Anyways, so <clears throat> at least the way yeah, they, like, at least the way they look in you know movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the whole <clears throat> how everything's analog. Uh, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, she's uh, listening to music. She's listening to um, some music on a, on a reel to reel as well. So that's kind of interesting too. Yeah, it is very interesting. And plus, too, when they played Loki, his whole life story that was on a reel. Yeah. As well, and it's interesting because you know this is supposed to be like some futuristic, you know, place. Or of course, you know, it could be just a sense of like, you know since they are so futuristic, maybe they just like things to be analog because they've already seen everything so advanced. You know what I mean? It's like boring now type of thing. Uh, so maybe, you know, they like kind of going back to like old fax machines and just kind of make it, you know what I mean? Like if like you're like all powerful beings, you can just like snap your, well, no pun intended, snap your finger and make, you know, make reality whatever you want it to be. Yeah. That was a, a, a reference to Thanos by mistake, actually. But, yeah, um, well, I mean, know, it, 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 it's kind of like how hipsters love to listen to, like you know, records as opposed to exactly. Yeah. Uh, and um, and I, I like record because you get to watch it spin. You get that there's, I think mm-hmm. there is a thing where once you, once you have like, once you get to like a peak of like, oh, this technology can do this, do that. So, so awesome. It's like after a certain point, it's like, well, what do we do now? You know, type of thing. You know, and so then you start backtracking it seems like and that's kind of why trends tend to go backwards as well like usually 25 30 years things in the past start becoming popular again you know yeah so kind of have that that's just that's a weird sort of philosophical tangent right there i mean it's it's kind of like how like i've I've been seeing a lot of like neon colors and stuff like that and people looking like they're in an episode of saved by the bell or something lately so yeah exactly (laughs) or like the the jeans with the with the holes automatically cutting them; those are yeah. popular in the early nineties when I was a kid. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for like the uh, the um, Reebok pump to come back or something. Yeah. Oh God! Or rollerblade, <laughs> man. Rollerblade. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, good episode, though. I mean, like really. Uh, yeah. So lots um, lots of stuff in this episode. So basically. In the uh, in the office too, um, Mobius is kind of upset because there's like other like um, little souvenirs in there that he didn't give her. So he's kind of almost like got a jealousy feeling to him mm-hmm. about um, the fact that uh, you know she might be sweet on another uh, another um, you know agent here or something. You know? Yeah. Um. People keep talking about the fact that one of the things that they kind of linger on is there's a uh, there's a pen that says Franklin Roosevelt High School on it. Yeah. So we'll see what that is. I mean, because like the main thing I'm thinking here with it is it's the fact that it could be like Chekhov's gun. Have you ever heard this theory? No. Okay, Chekhov had this theory, uh, the writer, about the fact that if you if you like say show a gun above a fireplace in the first act of a play, you know by the end of the play that's going to be shot. 
Okay. So you can apply that to anything. Like if, if, if something's lingered on in a in a scene of a show, you know by the end of the episode or by the end of the season, <clears throat> or like if it's in a movie by the end of the movie, that it's going to have some kind of significance. Yeah, okay. Whether it be, you know, a gun that's shot, you know, is the best example, you know, so. Or like, you know, like some, some you know. You know, because there's there's no reason to point out something, and I, I feel the same thing about those rings on the table and different things like that that they're just kind of throwing at us. That there's got to be reasons why they're showing them to us this early in the series. <coughs> yeah, it makes sense. And plus, too, did you notice that the the coasters were hexagon shaped? Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well, my theory is that this the this the end of this series is gonna open back up the multiverse. And then that's so I I thought WandaVision was gonna directly go into multiverse um Doctor Strange the multiverse of madness, but maybe Loki show is gonna actually officially yeah. reopen the multiverse. I don't know, but I'm thinking it's gonna go that way. Um Yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> um It is. But yeah, the, the, I, I just think that this whole scene has like major significance because there's no reason to have a scene where she's just kind of where he's kind of in the office just talking but then again you know this is kind of like what you have in like a, a cop procedural sort of thing you know like if you watch like blue bloods or law and order or something like that you do have these scenes where the detectives in the uh in the captain's <coughs> office talking to them about what's going on you know and stuff like that you know so true yeah. but uh the way he talks to her is very, very familiar tone. He doesn't even call her judge or madam. He calls her yeah. by her first, you know, so that's something that you normally don't do unless you kind of have a sort of um, familiar relationship with, you know, each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my teacher, for example, like, you know, in school, I always call them Mr. or Mrs. whatever. I yeah. didn't call them by their names. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it could be too a thing. Like if you're working with somebody for a long time, eventually, like, I mean, I don't, I don't call my boss, like, manager so-and-so. I call them by their first right. name at work, you know, sort of thing. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, the, um, so, so basically, what ends up happening after this, um, Loki is sent to, you know, he's, he's sent to do, like, research and stuff. He's, uh, we, we do have a, a scene in there. Um, so much happens in this episode, so it's kind of hard to remember the, yeah. the order of things. Um, but you know, time doesn't matter, so there is no order. Oh wait, sorry. Right, exactly. <laughs> <No order. Yeah. laughs> at, at one point, he's like, Loki's learning things from uh, from Miss Minute, the little, yeah, little anima right. animated uh, creature that's uh, voiced by Tara mm -hmm. Strong. Um, it's uh. It's kind of interesting to to see that, and he gets kind of frustrated about the learning aspect of things, and he, you know that that comes into play later. Um, he's at one point looking at a uh, at a jet ski magazine <laughs> of Mobius's, and then we, we do learn that Mobius loves jet skis. Talks about the early '90s when they were, you know, really popular. He talks about what was it the there was a brief period in the early to mid nineties where what do you say form and function merged or something like that or, or a perfect yeah perfect merging of form and function 
Yeah. And that worked with jet ski. I, I think he's got a thing for the 90s because he, he was drinking Josta again. Oh, yeah. So. It, <clears throat> it is true. Um, I, uh... So, jet skis, I mean, they, they were pretty popular, I guess, in that time period. But, um... They were actually created in 1972. Oh, wow. The, at least the Kawasaki jet ski was. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they did kind of... Uh, um, the first stand-up jet ski with dual carburetors came out in 95. So... <laughs> I don't know. And then um, they they basically the stand-up versions of them kind of were popular in the mid, the late 80s to the mid-90s. So mm-hmm. that's probably why he's really into that stuff and like into, you know, that, and like you said, he's into Jostacola and stuff too. So yeah, he is very 90s. There is a another um in one of the other scenes, Casey is actually, the, the character played by uh, Eugene Cadero, is drinking out of these adult juice boxes that came out around the same time, too. <laughs> yeah, they, they, there was a, I can't remember the name of them, but I, I saw it in the, in, in the, in the scene, and I, um, somebody pointed it out on another podcast I was listening to, that they, uh, that what, it, th- there just seems to be this ongoing thing for discontinued drinks in the show, too. So Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> because also um, when he was D.B. Cooper, he was drinking some kind of discontinued soda as well. <laughs> so it's just interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I forgot to mention too at the beginning. So there was this cool fight scene at the Renaissance Fair. Um, you remember? Yeah. Um, yeah. To the song "Holding Out for a Hero." That was pretty awesome. Like they, they get basically they got led into a trap inside like the arena, mm-hmm. uh, and like, uh, and then basically this this um, we we learned this other variant can sort of like take control of other people's bodies, like psychically, I guess. Um, it seemed like, yeah, uh, because at one point, um, one of them just like takes off her helmet and starts fighting, but then at one point you see the other variant Loki from the other side fighting as well. So it's like, can this, can this Loki like simultaneously control other people's bodies and then also use their own body at the same time? It's kind of, interesting. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, almost like a development of what happened, like in the first Avengers movie where, where, uh, Loki was able to like take over Hawkeye and other people. He didn't With take, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, he didn't, yeah. he didn't really take them over where he, he just basically, made them become followers in a way but this this is kind of like even more so where they're not just followers that they're basically puppets you know they're they're puppets but but she oh sorry they they uh, <laughs> kind of ruined it there oh, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine but, but she but the very she's controlling yeah yeah she can also control her own body at the same time which is interesting because he keeps saying He's the superior Loki. I'm like, well, I don't know. I think think this one's a superior Loki. If if she can control her own body and at the same time control someone else's body to do yeah. her bidding, while at the same time 
that's that's kind of an advanced uh, uh, power uh, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of gave it away by calling her she, but oh, that's fine. I mean, we're... <laughs> I'm I'm assuming everybody's watched the show if they're listening because I don't understand why you would be listening if you haven't. Well, you know, some people do, but then again, it's their it's their, you know it's their risk you know to take. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, plus two, we don't even know if it's this is even really the. If this is really even lo- another variant of Loki, yeah, we don't know much who this yeah. is. So, um, anyways, <clears throat> um, Loki, um, our Loki, that is, um, <laughs> uh, he uh, ends up uh, doing some research, and he he's researching some uh, TVA files. Um, he he finds out that like the only files he's allowed to see are his own. <laughs> right, that was a funny scene. Yeah. Um. The uh, but a- but after researching things, um, he he, fi- he theorizes that the variant is hiding near an apocalyptic event where they can go undetected by the TVA because nothing they can do can change the timeline. Right. Because if everything's going to uh, die. <clears throat> you can do anything right before they die. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a really good theory, yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> to uh, prove this theory, they visit Pompeii in 79 AD <clears throat> um, uh, to warn people about the coming eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Um, basically, Loki just goes crazy, starts throwing things, letting goats loose, and, you know, <laughs> tells people they're all going to die. And basically it doesn't affect the timeline at all <clears throat> right he says they're from the future they're from the time variance authority you know? yeah <clears throat> just madman stuff that they have no idea like this guy's crazy man he's just talking like he's from the future you exactly. know? <laughs> he's and... wearing weird clothes like um basically what they end up deducing after this is that uh there's a uh that the variant is probably hiding during a hurricane in 2050, the reason that they discover this is because the kablooey gum that mm-hmm. we were introduced to in the last episode wasn't made until around that time. And they do know that the hurricane hits this uh, big superstore um, called a, what is it, a rocks cart? Yeah, rocks cart. I think I think they were like big in the comic books as well. They're like a huge yeah, well, corporation. Well, there's, there's there's rocks, uh, Roxum or something like that. Oh, I gotta look it up now. But uh, it's <laughs> it's the uh, it's like a big like uh, evil company within the comic books. So yeah, yeah, like basically run, runs everything. Um. But anyways, they 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 figure out that the hurricane um, shelter would be the best place for for this variant to uh, hide because there's food, you know, and everything that they need right there and, and supplies in the in that uh, superstore. Uh, do you want to take a break here, Matt, and talk about the rest of the episode after that? Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? 
Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. And we are back. Back. Guess who's back? It's Backstreet Boys are back. Backstreet's back. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we've got, uh, back to the plot here. Okay, so they go to this uh, hurricane shelter. Loki, Mobius, and the TV agents are um, are there, and while they're there, uh, the uh, uh, Hunter B fifteen insists that um, that uh, Loki go with her mm-hmm. instead of Mobius, so they split up. Um. Loki, Mobius, and the TV agents are all ambushed by the variant, who ends up possessing the body of several agents and um, people in the store. First, starting with B fifteen. So, uh, yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then like a in a in a store employee named Randy at one point, and then also like a big biker dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the end, uh, the variant reveals herse- herself as a female incarnation of Loki. At least that's what we're led to believe so far. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because on his file it says his, his sex was um, fluid. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah. kind of uh, we don't know yet. Be a, a sort of it could be a misdirect as well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know. Um, I can already hear the the anti-social justice warriors right now. Oh, another show that they're trying to promote their agenda. We can't enjoy anything without complaining about it. But I don't know, know. The thing is, Lo- Lo- Loki, Loki has always been a fluid character, so it's <laughs> whatever. Um, I know. Um, so, <clears throat> um, basically, Loki... Um, 
tries to uh, convince the variant to uh, help him overthrow the timekeepers. Um, we also, at this point, see Hunter C-20 that we saw at the uh, Renaissance Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, she is there. And she is, like, catatonic, like, just repeating things over and over again. What, what was she saying? Do you remember? She, uh, she, yeah, she was really freaking out. She was, like, saying, it, it's all real, it's all real, it's all real. Um, you know, she's sitting there, you know, with her ha- hands over her knees and stuff like that. You know, it's all real. I gave it away, I gave it away. Um, <clears throat> give it away, give it away, give it away now. Yeah, no, not that song. That oh, movie. oh no. no! She gave she gave away the location <laughs> of the timekeeper. The um, yeah, there where they reside, the timekeepers. Um, yeah. which is weird. I don't know how she would know because she's just like an agent. But okay, um, maybe somehow she was. Maybe the agents know, or maybe the the Minutemen know, or something for some reason. Yeah, maybe they do. Yeah. Um, so. So. Apparently, this Loki, her variant, now knows where the timekeepers are. Um. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so instead of uh, instead of teaming up with Loki to uh, take down the timekeepers together, um, she ends up activating um, several of her uh, reset charges that she stole. And then um, sends sends them to uh, different various points along the sacred timeline. Therefore, like basically creating numerous new branched timelines, <clears throat> and the TVA is like all fucking scared as shit, you know. Basically, she, uh, she yeah, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they're overrun. They're just completely over. I mean, you see on this the screen, it's just all these branches are just. Out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like if you. Uh, I mean, I've never done it, but I've seen it on you know in places. It, it'd be like if uh, you're at a restaurant and all of a sudden a bunch of different orders come in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like like, like you're a cook yeah. in the background and you're like, oh shit, I gotta make you know, ten grilled cheese sandwiches and a few cheeseburgers and you know all this shit all at once, you know? So yeah. Sorry, I'm talking about food, and I know you're hungry. Um, anyways, the, <laughs> okay, that's all right. The um, the I just um, get get on my jet ski and go to the you know the cafe or whatever. <laughs> Make sure you get a Josta Cola when you're there. I mean a soda or whatever when you get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the uh, so so basically there, there's all these new timelines, and it throws basically the TVA into a whole you know disarray and everything. And then she jumps into one of them. Um, our our new our variant jumps into one of the one of them teleports away. But before the uh, door closes, Loki jumps in and follows her. <clears throat> yeah, and then but also looks like he's the one that did it. So now Mobius and everyone else thinks that he's the one that's you know did all this. So yeah. He's basically going to become like a fugitive now until he can like explain himself that he wasn't the one that actually caused it. But they're not going to believe him because he's Loki. So I didn't uh, kill my wife. I don't care. 
Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> exactly. Rambo! Uh, whatever his name is. Uh, uh, I, mean, I think Mobius will believe him eventually, but I don't think at first. I think, yeah. I think, they, I think they think that he is the one that... I mean, I don't know how they would think he caused all of it, because it would be weird. How could he be in two places at once? But still, the fact that they didn't see the other variant, they just see him. So... You know, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I did see a little teaser of the third episode. They're in some weird, like, realm, like purple realm or something like that, huh? Talking to each other, like, just for a split second, like they were in some, like, weird, like, in between realm that looked all purpley and stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, did you want to, um, Take a. I mean, I know we just took a break, but do you want to take a quick break here, Matt? Because we just got through the episode, and uh, then we can come back and we can talk about some uh, trivia and some reviews and some other stuff here. Some trivia. Yeah, some trivs. Trivs and views and stuff. The stuff. Yeah, the stuff is sure. my favorite. Okay, the white stuff. Yeah. Anyways, stuff. we'll we'll be right back. <laughs> Need a new podcast to listen to? Well, why not check out the Super Podcast from the Super Network at supermarcy.com where we discuss films and pop culture and we do monthly fan-voted commentaries. We are available on all major podcasting platforms. And we are back. Back. Okay, so uh, w- one of the things that I wanted to cover here, uh, we... Uh, I asked online because I've been seeing a lot of these discontinued items inside the show. I asked in our group what uh, if there was any uh, discontinued uh, products out there that people miss. And uh, Josette Kincaid said McDonald's chicken nuggets with dark meat. Huh. Um, Dave Haas, who I think is related to you. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to your dad. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, he said Shed's horseradish sauce, huh. which I've never heard of. I don't think I've heard of it either. Um, Scott Yoder said Pepsi Blue. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, um, it was like a blue, blue flavored, it was like blueberry flavored cola or something, but it was blue. It was completely blue. Huh. Like, yeah, I don't know, or something. I'm not sure. Um, Melinda Ozenbaugh-Robertson, who is my mother, by the way, anyways, um, said, uh, <laughs> said Jell-O 1, 2, 3. <clears throat> okay. Which I remember her getting a lot when we were kids, actually. So huh. it was like this thing that would have like a, like three layers, <clears throat> three layers of Jell-O thing that you can make, like it would, three different, it wasn't, uh, it was like Jell-O and then like one of them was kind of a different, consi- they were all different consistencies. I can't remember exactly what it was exactly but it was kind of a okay jello one two three according to wikipedia was a jello gelatin product introduced in 1969 and discontinued in 1996 uh the product was a 4.3 ounce powdered mix that when properly prepared separated and solidified into three distinct layers a creamy top a mousse-like middle and a regular jello bottom Awesome. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes, that's really cool. Um, 
you know what I miss is, um, well, I don't know if it, it would be considered a discontinued product because uh, it was only meant to be a short time thing anyway. But uh, it was during the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle craze where they had those, you know, you know those little pie things they used to have like cherry and they had apple, like little, uh, you know, what I'm talking about like you get them at gas stations and stuff. Yeah. I think your Hostess is the oh, brand. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did one. The ooze, which was like a pistachio type green flavor, uh, green colored thing, uh, that was a huge deal when that came out. It's like, oh, gotta get the ooze, man, gotta eat the ooze. Like, why would anyone want to eat ooze? But whatever, okay. And because like we saw the movie, we saw that the ooze was something gross and led to something some monstrosity of creation of beastly people. Sure, let's eat it. Um, so I miss that. I also miss, um, oh, shoot, what was it? There was, like, this really cool, oh, it was, like, McDonald's had something. It was, like, a, don't remember. It was something. And, um, <laughs> do you remember, like, do you remember McDonald's pizza? <clears throat> yes, I did not like it, that one. I did not miss yeah. that one. But uh, I was just trying no, to remember oh, different things there. <laughs> What I miss is Burger King's original chicken tenders. Is what I miss. Uh, like they just like were. Oh yeah, they were so much better. Yeah, because so, I that's I what I miss. I used to love, I know, I used to love uh, when we were when we were in college at Burger King. They would have they they had it was a local thing. I think it was it was a chicken tender sandwich for like a dollar. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I loved okay. those. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I think that was a local thing. Yeah, yeah, that's... But yeah, because I, I know that the new chicken tenders... Because for a while, they actually went to, like, a McDonald's-style chicken nuggets. Like, they were trying to compete against McDonald's. And then people are like, mm, no, you actually had chicken tenders, which were... That's why people, like... They, they, they come to Burger King because they want something, like, different. Like, they don't want McDonald's 2.0. Like, they want Burger King. So, like, then they went back to quote the original chicken tender recipe but it's not quite the same as it used to be because one thing they're shaped differently which texture wise that kind of changes things a little bit but um it also does not taste exactly like it used to at least maybe, maybe my taste buds have changed over time but it doesn't seem like it um uh, so you know so so my my uh yeah. my thing that i miss the most okay keebler <clears throat> used to make these cookies called magic middles Okay. What they were was they were like a shortbread cookie. And in the middle, there was like this creamy um, either chocolate or peanut butter fudge in the middle. Oh, okay. And they were amazing, the chocolate ones. I never had the peanut butter ones. But they were so good, and they discontinued them for some reason. <clears throat> oh, were they shaped like the actual Keebler person? No, they they still have those because I actually just bought those yesterday. They were the, oh okay okay, the, the, okay. The, those those see what these are. They're like the cookie, and it was like inside the middle, like hidden inside. There was the chocolate. Oh okay, like, I got like, you. like, so like it looked like a normal shortbread cookie, but inside there was like fudge. Gotcha. So it wasn't like sandwich, like the new. Okay, no, gotcha. No, oh. I mean I still get you know because I just actually bought the the double stuffed uh, Keebler uh, cookies the other day with the okay with, okay with the, cool. You know, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of stuff like that like um like um 
like surge soda i thought was i liked that a lot when that was around um yeah they brought that back though so oh they did okay um just lots of like um like certain brands of chips um uh, can't remember now but like i know i was pissed off at the time because i was like uh, i really like these things um I know for a while they had this thing called ketchup fries that Burger King made. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why everything's coming back to Burger King. Probably because I'm hungry. But, um, yes. They actually sold these at the store called ketchup fries. They're basically just like chips, but they were um, shaped like fries and they kind of had like a ketchup based flavor. Yeah. Uh, ketchup really, really ketchup good. chips are really popular in uh, Canada. Canada, yeah. yeah like, like, they like, do it. Like, well, they they do sell yeah. them in certain brands here, but in Canada they're like it's it's, it's kind of like you know how we have like barbecue and sour cream and onion. They always have ketchup chips up there. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Any anyways, uh, do you want to talk about some uh, trivia for this episode here, Matt? <laughs> yeah, it's, otherwise I could just keep talking about food. Just continue food products. <laughs> okay, so um, all right. Um, here's some trivia here. Rock's cart is a reference to the infamous Roxxon Corporation. Roxxon, a corporate front for the for Hydra, has appeared in various forms in Agent Carter, Daredevil, Iron Man, and even the prequel one short, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer. Huh? There is a reference to David Fincher's Seven in a needle drop when Loki tries to uh, access more materials from the TVA library. The clerk asks for... Uh, the clerk he, he asks for help from is listening to Orchestral Suite Number no. 3 in D Major by um, Johann Sebastian Bach. Um, this is the same music playing when Detective Mills and Detective Somerset are in the process of researching the killer they're pursuing in the movie 7. <laughs> so... Um, in Loki's file regarding the destruction of Asgard, the Revengers are noted. The Revengers is the name Thor gives his group that includes himself, Banner, Loki, Valkyrie, um, and, and Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. Uh-huh. The Revengers. Um, in, uh, in the cafeteria, Loki steals a drink from Casey. To illustrate a point, Casey's drink was a Boku juice box. Boku was marketed in the U.S. as juice boxes for adults from 1990 to 2003. So, yes. And uh, look up up Boku uh, ads. Um, I remember they were done by Richard Lewis, the comedian. Okay. Yes. So look up those ads. Um, (laughs) Okay. The song Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler plays during the opening fight at 1985 Renaissance Fair. The song debuted a year earlier in the film Footloose, 1984, known to Uh be the favorite of Peter Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy. In Uh. In the week between the broadcast of the first and second installment of Loki, trailers were released for... Masters of the Universe Revelation and for Square Enix's Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, both of which also featured the song. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah. At uh, the 1811 mark, there is an obvious uh, 372 behind Loki at the TVA library. This is a reference to 
Thor, number 372 comic featuring an early appearance of the TVA. Mm. Um, the Loki variant's numbers, as seen from the hologram during the briefing, are in order of appearance with rough descriptions. MCU Loki L6... L6792 is his number. Um, Sporty Loki is L1247. Monster Loki is L6795. Party Loki is L8914. Warrior Loki is L7803. Also, the Loki variants numbers whom they are hunting is L1130. Um... When Loki and C-15 are walking down an aisle in Roxart, Roxcart, I'm sorry, um, there is an illuminated circular sign of arm and hammer in the background, a reference to Thor's favorite weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At the end of the episode, you can see several locations from the past of the MCU on the screen, including uh, Vormir, um, Xandar, and Ego, among others. <laughs> um, while it is speculated that Sofia Martino's uh, character is Lady Loki, there are multiple hints throughout the episode that Martino's character is not Lady Loki. In most versions of the credits, Martino's character is credited as the variant, while the Castilian credits refer to Martino's character as Sylvie. Sylvie is the name of the Marvel character Enchantress. Um, when, when Loki calls the variant Loki, the variant states, Ugh, don't call me that. Also, when the variant and Loki are fighting, Loki states, I would never treat me like this. Um, these two lines hint that Martino's character is not Lady Loki, but rather a different character. Hmm. The variant in this episode is based on Lady Loki, a female version of Loki from the Marvel Comics, and Sylvie Lushton, a version of Enchantress who was given magical powers by Loki. Yeah, in the comics, uh, that the character of Sylvie is living in the new Asgard on Earth, and is a human that is given, um, like a human mortal that is given powers by Loki as a whim that he has, like just as a goof, basically. Okay. Yeah. So basically, they could be working together then. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like maybe, maybe she's like the, the foot soldier type of thing, you know. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we'll we'll find out uh, what's going on with this. Um, yeah. When uh, so so uh, the interior of the TVA when Loki and Mobius are in. The elevator looks to be the interior of the Marriott Marquise in downtown Atlanta, where the episode was filmed. CGI added for the Timekeeper's statues. Um, One of the files that Loki reads at the TVA confirms the destruction of Asgard was a Class 7 apocalypse, and 9,719 Asgardians died when... uh, Surtur attacked. Mm. So, okay, so, um, here are a couple of uh, 
like Easter eggs from the episode. You interested in this, Matt? Uh, yeah. Okay, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. The episode begins at a Renaissance Fair set in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Um, Marvel Comics editor Mark Grunewald hails from this town in Wisconsin. Um, however, also, the character of Mobius is drawn in the comics to resemble Grunewald. Oh. So, that's interesting, too. Um, the, um, there's a hexagon we've mentioned before, um, coaster, so more hexagons. (laughs) Uh So who knows? That could mean something. Who knows? Maybe this whole thing is, maybe it's kind of implying that this whole thing is like a, uh, a hoax, like, uh, yeah. Like, uh, like things were in WandaVision. Um, the Franklin Delano Roosevelt High School pen, um, is interesting because, uh, I, I don't know what the deal with it is. Like I said before, I think this is going to come up. Um, According to uh, Slash Film, they're uh, betting that this detail will end up leading to Mobius to realize that Renslayer is up to something nefarious. So somehow this pen is going to come into play like Chekhov's gun, like I said. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that it's there's going to be something later on that'll. That, that that'll definitely uh definitely uh play off before we we end um during an earlier scene in um in uh it, during the scene in in um Renslayer's office Mobius co- comments on a snow globe sitting on her shelf calling it a trophy from a previous case it's uh from a case that he didn't work on and uh it's a San Diego um snow globe. Uh. Um th- there's nothing about snow globes in San Diego in the Marvel comics, but this may be a nod to Comic-Con. Comic-Con takes place in San Diego every year. Oh, okay. So that's an interesting little thing. <clears throat> um that's all I got really here for uh trivia and um easter eggs here. Anything you, uh, any speculation you hear, have here, Matt, or anything, um, about upcoming episodes, about any, any, like, theories or conspiracies or anything you got? Yeah, um, I think, uh, I don't know, I I think Loki was just kind of lying when he said he was going to overthrow the Timekeeper, I think he was just saying that to try to stall the other variant, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I think that, like, Loki's gonna actually, like, have, like, a, well, he, he already seems like he kind of looks up to Mobius as sort of like a uncle-like figure, like, you know, or maybe he's just pretending, yeah. I don't know, but, um, so, I don't know, like, I just think, um, their relationship is gonna get a lot closer, um, as they start to sort of understand each other's motives a little bit more, uh, 
I'm not sure what's going to go on with this other variant. I don't know if um, if Loki's going to you know understand her motives and, and sympathize with her. I don't really know, um, but I do think that at the end of this um, season, that it's going to reopen the multiverse and. You know, we might find out that maybe the timekeepers aren't these great benevolent dictators as they claim to be either. Maybe, perhaps, when they mentioned, you know, that there was a, you know, a battle for supremacy, well, perhaps this timeline was also in that battle and just happened to win. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, know. I, I mean, my <clears throat> thing is, was like, I think the whole thing could be an illusion as well. Um, there could be that the the TVA is actually the bad guys, which is something that Marvel tends to go to time and time again, unfortunately. Where you right. got the, where you got the whole like, oh, you know, Shield is Hydra sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, I think maybe the maybe the TVA is actually being run by Kang the Conqueror, who is in the comics has a has a romantic relationship with. Um, Renslayer. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's possible. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, can you imagine if the, you know, I mean, I don't know much about him as a character, but but still, I mean, if Thanos was a force to be reckoned with, I mean, how, how, they're going to have to find someone greater than Thanos to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, uh, uh, Kang is like basically, a, he, he's basically like the Attila the Hun of time travel. So okay. it's like you know what I mean. He's kind of like a you know, goes through and destroys things. Right. Okay. You know, destroys and <clears throat> pillages and everything, whatever he wants. You know. Um. So there's like the, that that whole thing. Um, or the Genghis Khan or the you know whatever. <laughs> the um. Yeah. Cool. So one of the one of those you know histories you know worst people you know. <laughs> the, yeah. Um, um. So there's that and um. I, on a side note here, before we end things too, there's uh, something interesting that uh, I, I saw online. So, you know, at uh, at Disneyland, how they have char- they have people dressed up like the dressed up like uh, characters walking around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they have the Avengers Campus that just opened up recently, and they have people dressed up like you know Scarlet. Not well, dressed up like you know like. Like uh, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, people dressed up like Thor, people dressed up like Iron Man and Spider Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, and different people walking around, you know, walking around uh, there. And they also have somebody dressed up like Loki normally. Normally he's wearing like his big, you know, regal outfit that he wears. Um, but now, starting after the first week of the show, they had they had him in a jumpsuit. With a with a collar around his neck, dressed up just like he was in the first episode of uh, of um, of Loki, with huh. a cu- with a couple of Minutemen walking around <coughs> basically as as guards. Second week, they've got him in that windbreaker that says "Variant" on the back. Yeah, that he's wearing in the current episode, with his uh, tie on and everything, walking around like that now. <laughs> so they. I, we'll see what happens next week, and if at Disneyland he's dressed up like whatever he looks like in the third episode, right? So they're kind of just keeping up with the episodes now that now that people can actually go to Disneyland. They probably would have done right. the same thing with uh, Falcon and 
um, Winter Soldier and WandaVision if Disneyland was actually open during, but it was <coughs> during the pandemic, so they weren't open. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think that's kind of cool that they're doing that because, but you know, it's like because at the park. Thor still looks like he did in the fucking Avengers. You know, it's like he does you know, <laughs> like, like from, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago or whatever. So it's not like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not like they've updated his look yet, but, you know, they're updating Loki's look each week, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it'll be cool if they keep doing that, you know. Because um, they get these guys that kind of, you know, walk around that, you know, they're, they're just guys that kind of look like Tom Hiddleston. You know, they're not, you know, obviously... You're not going to have Tom Hiddleston walking around Disneyland all the time dressed up as Loki. No, I don't think it's part of his contract. But, no. Um, <laughs> all right, you got to stay here for like a month now and just uh, yeah. <laughs> put on your different clothes after each episode. <laughs> but yeah, but do some search. Look look up the, the Loki at Disneyland and uh, you can see the, the cool way that they've got them dressed up and everything. I wish I could afford to go out to Disneyland right now and check that out, but you know, yeah, I, uh, you know, want to eat <laughs> and pay my rent and other things, but you know, nah, yeah, going to Disneyland right now would cost you know, literally an arm and a leg, probably, you know, <clears throat> literally, yeah, I'd have to sell my arm and sell my leg to be yeah. able to afford to go there, yeah. I could like sell my arm to to the Winter Soldier, so he could have a human arm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, anything else before we wrap up things here, Matt? <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm just gonna play play out some good um, jet ski music for for Mobius and or Loki at the end of this uh, season. And while you listen to this music, make sure you uh, <laughs> go to uh, Apple podcast and give us a five-star review and check out all two real com and our patreon and all the other good stuff you know our t public and buy some merch yeah yeah play so this it. is what they're gonna listen what's that yeah, i was gonna say play us out matt all right this is what they're gonna listen to when they go on the jet ski together this, this is the song so it's gonna it's gonna appear in the episode somehow so um <clears throat> here it goes that that's not that's bad.
that's that's how you ride a jet all right ride off into the sunset folks (laughs) (laughs) until next time bye bye thanks for listening to all too real two podcast a cullen park production Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.